Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Josh. And this is Lamp Stomp, a Pixar podcast. Zach, I've got a question for you today. I would love to hear the question. Since we're talking about Monsters, Inc., I'd love to know, what is one of your, like, irrational or maybe rational fears? <laughs> I, this is going to be embarrassing. I hate, like, with a pa- passion, like, low-key scared of any animal where its main mode of transportation is to jump. I hate frogs. I hate crickets. I hate, not really kangaroos because they're kind of cute, but... If something jumps if to come hoppy, at me, mm-mm. if it's hoppy, it's no good. Yep. You know what? I'm not far off <laughs> from you. Most people would say like heights or like the dark, but me, like I hate. It's twofold. I hate flying insects that sting or bite. Like, and I never did like care that much when I was younger. But when I was in high school, I had one summer where like three times I got like bit or stung, and now anytime I like even when I get like my head shaved. Like, that buzzing kind of <laughs> freaks me out. I hate it. So, the little clipboards that the monsters would have for us are I'd very be like detailed. a wasp. It'd be like a wasp. <laughs> Anyways, let's jump into our Remember Me. You don't even know how tempting it is for me to sing during that. During that, the sound <laughs> During the sound clip. All right. So, Monsters Incorporated. We enter into the lovely city of Monstropolis. It actually starts in on a kid. Uh, This kid is sleeping, but he hears sounds coming out from his closet, and he is starting to get a little bit nervous because, what? There's a monster in his closet, and so the monster comes out, but unfortunately for this monster, he's kind of a big oof, and and slips on a whole bunch of things, and it backs out, and you actually see that it was just like like a a lesson it was just kind of like a simulation and they were just trying to teach people how to scare because we're at monsters incorporated where the only way to get power for monstropolis the monster city is through children's screams we scare because we care (laughs) exactly (laughs) it's i'm so happy about this (laughs) me too all right it's so we enter in on our two heroes, Mike Wazowski and James P. Sullivan. Mike is a short, green, one-eyed blob Cretan. circle. <laughs> Cretan. Yeah, that is what he. That is the word he uses. <laughs> and James P. Sullivan, or Sully for short, is a big blue and pink, or is it purple polka Pinkish, dot? Purple-ish. Pinkish purple dot. Pink, yeah. Wow, that was really hard for me to say. Pinkish, purplish polka dots. That was like a tongue twister or something. And he is like a big, hairy, almost like a bear type creature with like uh, a kitty. A couple of <laughs> a couple nothing of like horns. A nothing like a kitty. <laughs> and so the horns are They they go to work, and today is the big day because James P. Sullivan. I don't know why I feel like I have to say his name every time. Sully is going to when the scare record, the ultimate scare record, the most scares out of anyone that has ever scared at Monsters Incorporated. And so he is going to do that, but there is a another monster who is right on his tail. And this monster is Randall. 
Oh. Isn't Randall just the perfect, like, Randall? Just sounds evil. <laughs> like, it's just a bad name. Yeah. And so Randall is right on his tail and is willing to do just about anything to try and beat Sully to the scare record. And so the story goes on. They they don't get it the, the first day that we see them scaring, but the scene where they're just going in the doors and, and scaring the kids is is so good. And so... At the end of the day, Mike is going on a lovely date with his girlfriend, Celia, but forgets to fill out his paperwork, which is something that he constantly, constantly forgets to do. And so he asks Sully to cover for him because he has this big hot date with Celia. Asks Mike to go in and, and fill out the paperwork. So Mike goes back to find the paperwork, but he sees that Randall is doing something quite, quite nefarious. He is trying to scare, to raise his numbers when it's not time to do so. And so he sees that there is a door there, and he goes to the door, tries to find Randall, but instead finds another creature, quite possibly the scariest creature in the history of creatures, Boo. Oof. (laughs) Boo! There it is. Boo. Boo is a small, probably would you say three or four year old child? Something like that. Something some yeah, she's somewhere. She's supposed to be speaking actual words, maybe younger, but or if she's maybe a little older, but she's And so she is somewhere around there. And unfortunately for Sullivan, Boo gets into the monster's world. The monsters think that children are like poisonous or terrifying or like if they touch you that you are going to die and so boo being in the monster's world in Mistropolis is like the worst case scenario and so hijinks ensue he has to go get Mike they try and hide the girl they get all that all the while while they're doing this Sully is falling in love with boo it's like his little pet yes exactly and so Mike is spending all this time to try and get Boo back to her door while Sully is more concerned with keeping her safe at all costs. And so hijinks ensue, hijinks ensue. We ultimately see that Randall is planning something way beyond just trying to beat the scare record. He is trying to build this contraption that basically like sucks out the screams of children. And it's like the worst thing that you could imagine could happen to a human child. And so Mike stops that, and he sees that that's going to happen. So Mike gets on, on, on deck to, to help get Boo. But unfortunately, they get caught, and Waternoose, who is like the head of Monsters Incorporated, sends them into, what's the word I'm looking for? Isolation. He sends them, expels them from Monsters uh, the monster world, and sends them to the Himalayas where they meet the abominable snowman who was exiled way before that. And so Mike and Sully, they have their big fight there. Sully hears that there's a town down near the city where they're at. So he goes and he's trying to to get back to Boo to get her to safety. And so they do that. They get back. And once Mike and Sully get back to the monster world. They find Boo, and they try to save her. 
in this big crazy scene where they go from door to door to door to door. Oh man, I love that scene. Yeah, and, and they go from door to door to try and get Boo back to her door all the while Randall is trying to get Boo back to the machine. Ultimately, they get Boo. They they send uh, Randall to somewhere in, as we said in the Bugs Life podcast, my guess is somewhere in Louisiana. Send him, send him <laughs> to the bayou. That's it. And so... We see that near the end, they they finally get Boo back to her door, and there's this super emotional scene where Sully has to say bye. And so in all of that, they learn that children's laughs actually make more power than screams do. And so they they find out that uh, Waternoose, who is the CEO, was actually behind the whole thing in the first place. And so... In reopening Monsters Incorporated, Sully actually becomes the CEO. They start sending in the funnier monsters to get laughs, and everything seems to be happy. And this movie ends with uh, Mike getting all the pieces to the to Boo's door, except for the one that Sully had. He sticks it in, opens the door, and you can hear a soft kitty. And that's it. That's the movie. Kitty. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Bow, bow. (laughs) So Monsters, Inc. uh, is a normal length movie. We've kind of caught up to like normal times. They're not super short (laughs) movies anymore. It's uh, 92 minutes. The director was Pete Docter. Uh, He directs a few other ones, uh, a few other good ones. I'd say Up, Inside Out, Soul, you know, some good ones. He wrote on all of those, Up, Inside Out, and Soul, as well as he wrote on the first and second Toy Story, and he's pretty much somewhat involved in all of them, but those are the ones which he's most heavily involved, which is impressive because he's most heavily involved in only really good ones. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So he also, fun fact, he voiced the CDA agent in this who asked <laughs> Sully for his autograph. So he was in the movie. He was the director, but he also made made a starring cameo, (laughs) pulled an M. Night on us. I, I was looking, I think it's five, I think it made it 577 billion worldwide, I believe. It was, uh, maybe I read I it wrong. Million. Maybe it was million. Maybe I read it wrong. It's definitely it was a lot. I think like the record is like one billion. <laughs> Typo. <laughs> million. That's what I meant to say. Million. Billion is a lot of money. It lost to Shrek for the best animated oh. film of that year. Oof, you know, the that's, DreamWorks. That's uh, the DreamWorks feud. Oh, yeah. That's, that's interesting. It's another Shrek one. Is I was looking movie. at it. I was looking at it. So I, I it's not movie for movie but I, I, there's a finding nemo similar one there's a shrek and which is monsters inc similar there's uh, flushed away and ratatouille yeah i saw those and then tons. after that i can't find any more that line up yeah, i think was... flushed away was like the last one and i i don't really remember flushed away but it seems like it's a, even further from yeah. ratatouille than Just... than the other ones are so it's it's weird they're they're kind of similar Moving on, to that, the music was done by the amazing Randy Newman. Now, this is, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know about Nemo. I don't think he does. I think this is the last one, like, in six, a row. Six, yeah, in a row that he does. I, I think you're right. Comes back for Finding, the Because he doesn't do Finding Nemo. Okay. So, yeah. This is the last one in this, or he comes back, but he, I'm trying to remember who the next one is, but we'll see when we get there. Yeah. If I Didn't Have You won an Academy Award for the Best Original Song and Best song. song Written for Visual Media. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a critic score of 96% and an audience score of 90%. Okay. So it is it is very well received. For sure. It's a good movie. Yeah, man. Do you have any other remarks to add about Remember Me? I think. I know they developed some sort of algorithm, some, some sort of computer program for just doing Sully's hair. This was kind of 
their way of learning and developing how to do hair. Because if you look at Sully's hair compared to the yeah. last movie, Buster's hair yeah. is like, it. it's not a competition. Right. They created a whole thing for it. I think it was something like three million hairs. So I actually looked it up. It's, you know it's it? in my, I stuck it down for... Animation? Yeah, where's that at? Animation. So sometimes the frames would take 11 to 12 hours to render. One frame, one single frame would take 11 to 12 hours to render. Oh my goodness. Because each one of Sully's 2,320,413 hairs were individually animated. Wow. <laughs> that is crazy. So... That's that's Sully's hair. It's yeah, impressive. It's they so, they worked very hard on it, and it was and it shows. Yeah, for sure. It it one hundred percent does. All right, I think that covers. Yeah, let's covers move on to me. making our mark. Make your mark. You've got to earn your mark by doing something big, for something bigger than yourself. Someday you'll all make your mark, and I can't wait to see it. Making uh, our right. mark. Making our mark. What do you have for general attraction? Solid 10. <laughs> yeah. What it's, about you? It's a 10. Oh, this, man. This <laughs> Everything about this is just it, the idea that we're going to talk about the monster in your closet, but then we're going to add the subtle twist that that monster is scared of you. That is, and <laughs> that is. they're just doing like a normal job, but they're terrified of you. It, that is hilarious. And it's it's not even just like they do it for fun or they're, they're it's like a business. Like they, <laughs> they have to do it. There's quotas. There, there is like. They put on their suit and tie. <laughs> yeah, they do their nine to, to five. They uh, clock uh, out. Mike and Sully walk to work. Like it's like just their everyday life this is part of it and it's what they have to do yes yeah. it's, it's, it's just so funny did you did you watch a, a trailer i didn't get to watch a trailer i didn't this is the first time so i haven't watched we'll one have but to go back and, and and check that out but i've seen them and i and i and i remember they're not it's not it, it they promise what they do like yeah, they sure. they talk about the fact that it's the, the monster you, is scared of you do you remember watching this movie as a kid at all or like when so, it first came out or I do actually if we go if we go all the way back to episode 0.5 this was my first memory this is the earliest oh, memory yeah. I can go back to and actually since we've recorded that one I've talked with my parents about it to try to figure out like what <laughs> was what was up and my my mom was like I don't know like that that definitely sounds like it happened <laughs> so she said she's like you were four like I'm not gonna take you to a monster movie so like <laughs> She had friends who told her that it was scary. She's like, I I'm guessing that there are certain we... spots that could be scary for a absolutely. So he, she was like, either either we planned it, and I was planning to take the girls who are older than you to go see the movie <laughs> without you, so that way you wouldn't be scared. Or we saw the opportunity that it was all of us together, and you were already going to be hanging out with your dad. So, so I, my mom <laughs> took my sisters to go see Monsters Inc. Without me, looking back on that, it's so I'm always like, ah. Oh, how rude! But actually, now that I have to talk about it, I was four. Actually, somewhat thoughtful. It was. It <laughs> potentially. was. It was. It was the right thing to do. <laughs> and so it's a tid. It's just the the idea of, the, like you said at the beginning, just to wrap it all up, is to the monsters are in your closet and they're gonna scare you and it's their job to scare you and they have picked out the exact monsters that can scare you the best yes. <laughs> and and but they're actually kind of scared of you too which is it's which so is funny. funny to me dude so 10. so what did you give it for plot i gave it a nine i i think it's it's really good it flows really well it's it's funny it's it's good you care about the characters and all of that the only part that 
and it wasn't until this time that I really kind of, it kind of stuck with me more than it maybe should have, is that that Sully was able, was willing to give up everything for Boo. Like, literally everything. Oh. And, and so that just kind of, it just seemed like a girl that you met yesterday. Yeah. You're willing to give up friendship. You're willing to give up career, career life, just yeah. like everything. And it just, that part, which a nine is still a good score in, yeah. in my opinion, but I, that's that's why it's not a ten for me. I I actually have that as part of my part of my part of my notes as well too. So I I give it a nine. I think that the the whole idea that kids are toxic. We'll get into this probably a little bit more in twenty two. It's a little it's a little bit odd. I don't quite understand because it's clearly like a conspiracy. It is not true. People know that it's not true. Water news picks up. So like yeah. it's not unknown that kids aren't toxic but it's kind of weird that they keep it up and so it, it's kind of weird you have to dig in to understand why they do that and that the reasons are not good solely latches on to boo too quickly and i understand why mike is so confused like you kind of you're like yeah mike i get it like get the put that thing back where it came from or <laughs> so help me <laughs> it doesn't make sense why he's so infatuated with it. so yeah like it's it's great the only thing there's a couple things that are just a little bit odd but not enough to to mark it down very low it's sure. all of the decisions made are are they make perfect sense the movie flows so well love it it's so good for sure what'd you give it for themes i want you go first i gave it a nine so for me similarly to toy story i'm getting some serious friendship above all else vibes and i love mike and sully's friendship and that even for though sure. it's tested it comes out stronger in the end so i gave it a nine just for that friendship all right so i gave it a seven uh, just because there were so many themes and, and I couldn't really click to one. There were a few that I, I got and they were all good. And, and and so I found that life just may not be what it seems. Like the, the monsters, like you said, were living in a in a world that they were being lied to and they were not. And so just life might not be what it seems. When you find something you care about, it is worth fighting for. And so while I kind of docked it on the last one, but I, I do think that is a theme and that is a good theme. It just in such a short time for Sully to give up everything seems weird. And then, like you said, friendship matters. And so I just found a couple and one didn't really stick out to me as much as the others. And, and so seven still a good score. Just, just yeah, kind of totally fair. Totally understand that for animation. I gave it a seven. What about you? I gave it a seven. Oh man, we're on the same wavelength <laughs> today. This is this is so fun. Uh, so, so I, it all looks fun. It all fits, like it fits into the world that it is in, and that that is good. But some of the monsters were just a little bit off to me. It it just some of and and that may have even been a conscious design. So if that's true, then I maybe should have upped it a little bit. It just seems off in places for me, and 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 so that's why I gave it a seven. For me, like, it's a big step for Pixar. Like, if you go from movie, from Toy Story 2 to this, like, you can tell there's a lot of really great stuff. And it's, I mean, animation is not as amazing as I remembered it, but the suspension of belief is much easier since the world is foreign. Like you said, it's easier to buy into things looking off because you're not supposed to recognize any of the world. There's there's some monsters who their motion doesn't look natural and it looks like really yeah. bad animation. I think that's kind of what I was talking about. Yeah. And I noticed too like when they're in good lighting not good light but when they're in bright lighting so when so when mike's in like the fluorescent lighting of the hallways or when they're out in the sun on that island the their texture looks awful like it looks really really bad and there was one moment and there was only one moment where i like was like 
am I watching something on YouTube? Like where when Celia and Mike are talking to each other just about the date that they're going to have later that night. If you watch just solely it, his like, his like nods and it's just like no, they don't look good they it's look like, like something you would see on youtube because you're supposed to be focusing on the front too but yeah Sully's and i looked there. at Sully and it was like oh my goodness <laughs> you look like the worst animation i've seen in a while that was like the only bad part that i really noticed that was like awkward but overall i mean if you look at the steps they took for sure it's so much better i think i only gave it like one point more than the last one but it's mm-hmm. because they still have so much room for growth oh for sure what'd you give it for voice acting it's a 10 it's a 10 for me, and, and really, I didn't really go too far off from just John Goodman, Billy Crystal, as Mike and Sully. I could not hear those voices in any other, like, no other voices could be those characters. They fit them so perfectly to me, and so that's, I, I, I gave it a 10, and I think they definitely deserved it. It's not quite as iconic as, like, Tim Allen and, and Tom Hanks, just because, I just don't think it is, but but those those two guys, they their chemistry works well together, and so I think they are Mike and Sully for me. Yeah, so I gave it a nine because of the same thing that you said. It, it's not quite as iconic. Now, John Goodman, I often I'm like if I hear his voice somewhere else, I go back to is that Sully to figure <laughs> out if it's John Goodman. Yeah, but not so much with Billy Crystal. I don't remember the last time I saw something that Billy Crystal was in. <laughs> so that, but they're not as solidified in my mind as. Mm as the toy story so it's a little bit less but it's so good they they fit their role so well every character sounds perfect for what they made them look like and so it's a nine yeah john ratzenberger quiz the abominable snowman there you go i had to think about that for a second that's because i i jumped forward and i've already watched the next movie and so i was i was confused for a second abominable snowman i knew that yeah for sure all right soundtrack 10. Dude, oh my goodness, 10. What did you give it? I, I gave it a 9. Yeah, I didn't think you'd like it as much as me. I <laughs> love this soundtrack. I love this soundtrack. It's, I don't think I it's can It's so say... interesting, before, before you go on your... It's 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 interesting how the music is catching us in different ways. Yes. <laughs> and I, I just... Because like Toy Story 2, that was... I, I put it that way high. I put you. it as 10, yeah. And so I talked about it for a long time. I'm interested to see how this hits you in, in a way that's a bit, a bit yeah, more than me. Yeah, so I, I love this soundtrack. I, before we ever even started talking about doing this podcast, I would go and I'd listen to that Monster Sync theme on my own just mm-hmm. while I'm driving around. I love that song so much. Uh, that I've Googled it, but before we ever were doing this, I had like looked up what type of jazz style it is so I could listen to other <laughs> things that were similar <laughs> and they weren't nearly good enough for me to keep listening to it. But it's 30s to 40s big band jazz. And it's... It's so fun to listen to that song, the Scare Floor song, and, and there's yeah. other ones that are good. I honestly don't even really care that much about If I Didn't Have You because I love those, the Scare Floor mm-hmm. and Monsters, Inc. so much. So Monsters, Inc. is the crown jewel, in my opinion. When you think of Monsters, Inc., the movie, you think, whether you know what it's called, you think of Monsters, Inc., the, the song. Yes. But when you go to Disney... That's like, have you ever been to the, uh, this is a little it bit plays, off, it? Um, the scare floor thing I or the, the laugh floor, not. dude, that let's talk about that in humor because I've got kind of a joke on that. Okay. But, but that's like, it, it is Monsters Inc. song. And so, and it's really, it's a lot of fun. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's a lot. And I do actually like, if I didn't have you, I think that's those two voices together. Sounds fun. Did you, have you heard the, the, 
Rainy Newman doing it at yes. the end of the, that yeah. one was a little off footing a little it's, bit. It's not the same. <laughs> it's still fun though. I love Rainy Newman. Also, I love how Rainy Newman's songs for these movies have like one or two lines that are just like, oh, this could be a, this could be a song for anybody. But then there's like, I'm a punky little eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> or in the first yes. one, uh, yeah, I think it's in 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 Toy Story. It's uh, Strange Things when he's like a little man with a rocket or something yeah it's it's specific (laughs) it's so it it, it, it's pretty specific and then i did i did think it it was a little interesting that some of my favorite songs were in the credits when you when you think of monsters inc you wouldn't have thought that it would have been in the opening credits but that's when the like iconic that best song plays monsters inc song plays and so that's why I, i bumped it down a little bit because it wasn't even really a part of the movie and so that's fair that's that's kind of where i landed I want to listen to that song right now so badly. <laughs> so, yeah, I love that soundtrack. What would you give it for characters, man? This this one was interesting. I've been in the characters. I've been giving them scores based on the journey they go in, on. Right. And while there is growth to these characters, it's not as much as some of the other ones, and which is which has been interesting, but I think what's so cool about it is that this this movie does a really cool job of telling us who our characters are in such a way that we believe like that we don't even need to see them grow we just need to see them go on a journey yeah and that's that's what's so cool is that like this movie isn't about mike and sully changing but it's it's a movie where we know mike and sully which is weird because this is the first time we see mike and sully but we feel like we know them enough to just care about the the journey they go on and don't have to see them grow, which they do grow, but it's not as much as some of the other ones. And so I gave it a nine. And, and so just them figuring out that no matter what the each of them are important to each other and that this journey only solidifies that even though there might be some bumps in the road, they don't necessarily grow a whole lot. They, they get a different understanding, but just realizing that each other is the most important things in their life. So, Nice. Uh, I gave it an eight. Similarly, I I think that I tend to rate it based off of the character's quality, not on their their journey. And so I was trying to do it more based off of that. And which there is, isn't a lot. Which is cool that. that we get both of that into our lamp stop yeah. rankings. So they they I, I love the characters. They don't develop very much. So Sully doesn't change really mm-hmm. at all from start to finish. He's a fun, lovable character. I kind of like, although it's quick. I I like that he's all for boo i like that he's so consistently like about protecting boo i respect that mike goes mike does the reasonable thing and is like we're just trying to do this but he's also like really at the very beginning he's very very like fake humble he's selfish he's He's very very self-oriented for sure and then that is probably the biggest change so this movie's all about mike's growth which is funny because i think monsters university they flip it and it's really all about sully's growth which is cool so this one's all about Mike's growth, and Mike does grow a lot. He become mm-hmm. when he comes back and he's apologizing while Sully's being strangled by Randall is a big moment <laughs> character wise, and it's funny. And it's, it's, in the it moment, is kind of funny how <laughs> and it's funny how they made a a very like serious emotional moment simultaneously hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's great, but yeah, ultimately Mike grows. Sully doesn't, but you love both the characters a lot. So I, I was going with a nice eight. Okay, what's next? Humor. Humor. I gave it a nine. What about you? I also gave it a nine. Yeah. There, it, it, there is, there is a lot of funny things in this movie. Like just a lot. And what are some of your favorites? My personal favorite, and I think I've told you this, and you even got the sound clip when they get caught 
and they have to they're like what are you doing and mike is like oh we're practicing for this new play put that thing back where it came from or so help me so help me so help me and cut <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's just so funny because like mike does it and he's like put that thing back where you and he's like the front guy but even sully in the back going boom boom <laughs> it just makes me slap so much oh they're so awesome <laughs> That's one of my favorite. Everything involving those two guys. And and then they even bring it back just a few minutes later. I don't think I told you to get this, but when he goes, I think I think it might even be those two guys and they're like, "Oh, they're practicing for the play." And he goes, "She's out of our head." It's so good. Yeah. Uh I I don't I actually didn't really take notes on like my my favorite funny moments. I just like it is situationally so funny. There's mm-hmm. so many good For little sure. spots. The the jumping into each of the each of the rooms when they're going from door mm-hmm. to door to door to door. Mm-hmm. I love it because it's so funny how it just like you're in the middle of this like super intense and then it's like French music. <laughs> and it just changes based off of the room they're in. I think that's hilarious. And another another f- kind of just semi funny moment was right at the beginning of the scared day. When the monster is like, "All right, here we go. We're starting seven. Then he just has seven, seven fingers, fingers, and that's why he's counting down from seven. Yes. And then maybe, and I struggle. This might be my favorite bit from the movie, even more than put that thing back where she came from, or so help me. Is you're uh, saying you think something's funnier dude, than put that thing back where it came from, or so help me? Yeah. What is it? Right after they watch the commercial, and you think that he's gonna be upset because the monsters, uh ink logo was in front of his face and he, and he goes oh my goodness. he goes i was on tv <laughs> and the magazine bit at the end too yes did you see me i'm a natural <laughs> and so yeah i i said that i wanted to to bring in so if you haven't been to disney and you haven't done the laugh floor i think it is like monsters inc laugh floor or something yeah. it's one of our favorite things to do and essentially it's just kind of like a comedy show where they bring in different monsters to do different comedy bits, but they also are like, they make fun of people in the audience and it's actually really funny. Oh. And so essentially they'll be like, all right, I don't remember any specific. I, I wish I was like a video that they played. No, it's, it's very interactive and it's really, oh. you should, you, the next time you go to Disney, you have to go to it. And so, so essentially though, they bring everybody in and that you sit in these seats and you have to like, the I think the the bit is you have to like fill one of the laugh canisters before the end of the show, and that's, that makes that's, sense. And, and so, and they're they're just trying to make fun of people in the audience or something like they make people get up and dance and they they like so they'll be like all right this we saw someone that was dancing in the streets earlier and they go on like the dad that's just there because his kids wanted to go to Disney right and so they make him like get up and start dancing <laughs> and, and different stuff like that it's that's actually, awesome that it's, like fun. it's really fun and that's all that's all Mike and he's kind of the MC of the event or whatever and so there was one one time and they do a different show for Christmas and so we when we went last year for Christmas they they have it to where you can text in different jokes that one of the I think it's like Mike's little cousin or something tells yeah oh also another funny was bring your obscure relative to work <laughs> my cousin's sister's really daughter or something like that oh, man, yeah. and so his his cousin tells all the jokes and one, they told one of mine and like the guy was like that was really bad i don't know why i told that one on my joke <laughs> that is that is great and so yeah that, that was that was 
tangential, <laughs> but but still kind of funny. Do you remember the joke? I it was a Christmas joke. I looked it up on the internet. Uh-huh. I don't. I wish I did. All right. Easter eggs. So for Easter eggs, I gave it a seven. I gave it a seven. Yeah, man, we are on the same <laughs> page today. Go us. I'm so proud of us. It's gonna be a high, pretty high score then because it's mostly we're mostly yeah really we're we're up pretty high. So seven. I I saw the Easter egg for the next movie. Did you see it? Yeah, it's Nemo. Nemo right. is in uh, Boo's room. Yeah, actually and in a few different places. I don't know if you saw. Really, it. I only um, saw it in so, Boo's room. So there was one door during the scare floor scene in in Boo or Nemo is hanging from the wall and then there's oh. also in the restaurant that he takes Celia to the the octopus that's like making sushi or whatever there's a fish on the back wall that looks like Nemo I thought you were going to say there was a fish that he was <laughs> that making, he was making and I no, was no, like no, no. that is awful um, that's disgusting but okay that's good and so, so yeah I didn't realize that, that there's several Nemos. Never, I've I've known Nemo was in it. Like it wasn't a new thing to me, but it occurred to me when I was like, "Oh, that's the next movie." Yep. So, so that yeah, makes that's, sense. That's the first one, yeah. The the main Easter egg that I think that pops up kind of all over the place were the the park posters in kids' rooms. That's the one that stood out the most to me. The what now? There's like posters of rides from Disney. Oh yeah. yeah in yeah. like all of the kids' rooms. Yeah, for sure. So that that stands out. There's Woody's Roundup stickers, like the characters. Oh, really? Are on some of the doors in the scare floor. If you look, you can see that some of them will have like random stickers, which is funny because it makes sense that a kid would put stickers of right. of, of a show <laughs> they like on their <laughs> closet door. Yep. <laughs> um, but that there wasn't a whole lot no. else. No. Uh, did you Did you notice that Boo also has a Jesse? I did. Yeah. Uh, and some of this one, I had to look these up. Obviously I didn't, the scare room name of like when they were showing that Sully was leading the leaderboard or whatever. Yes. Some of those names are Pixar staffers. Oh, okay. Uh, and so, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember the very, very bottom one. I, I saw, I saw like someone like last was somebody. Um, Another thing that was odd. And I think you might know this or you might not. I couldn't, I couldn't find, and I couldn't find online a one, one, three in this movie anywhere. I think it's not in this movie. I didn't write it down. I do think it is somewhere, but I I, I don't know. So we'll have to look into that. Uh-huh. I remember watching something and being like, I couldn't find it anywhere. And a lot of the stuff I found online was like really clearly like fake, like mm-hmm. done and done on their own, made it look like it was in it, but it wasn't. So seven, it wasn't like overly impressive. No, nah. I kind of just keep going back to, and I I shouldn't compare them all to Soul. But, like, I, I probably won't even like it when we get to Seoul. But, like, <laughs> that one scene in Seoul where, like, there's, like, 50 Easter eggs yeah. at one time. Like, <laughs> it's hard to be like, yeah, this movie was a 10 when that exists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. All right. Ending. What'd I you give it a 10. So I What'd gave, you give it? I gave it... I'm I'm reading an 8. I, I think I did it late last night. I, I, I'm going to bump that up to a 9. Okay. And I'd like so, to know why. Why you even considered an eight? I don't. How I don't know. Dare you. <laughs> it's it's good. the The door scene, the door scene where they're going through the doors is spectacular. I'm glad Randall gets his due. Sully leaving Boo is a good emotional scene, and thinking he may get to see her, go see her again. We don't know exactly how the end really works out, and then looking for laughs instead of screams is, is is a good way to end it as well i'm not sure why i landed on an eight but I'll, I'll bump it up to a nine so you're going with a nine i got a 10 i i think it was nothing short of perfect it was it was great the moment where sully gets to see boo again the switch to funny is fantastic it's it's a funny little ending part and it's a happy ending hunter pointed this out to me and i i didn't even notice it that the 
scare canisters at the end are 10 times bigger. So if you look at them next to the doors, <laughs> it's hilarious because they're like uh, as tall as the doors because the laughs, the laughs are 10 do times so much better, yeah. more powerful. So rounding it all up, all of all of it together, I, I've got an 88. I've got an 86. So we so, land at an 87. 87. Which if I'm, if I'm remembering correct... I think it's it's. I think that's below Toy it's Story. It's below two, Toy Story two, but above. But above Toy, Toy Story. Story. So, so we get it's, Toy Story two, uh-huh. Monsters Inc., Toy Story, A Bug's Life. So far, yep. I am. I can. 100% I can definitely get on board with that. that. <laughs> I I wish Monsters Inc. was higher, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm happy with that. And so, I think that it is good. Any random things before we move on to our our next segment to Woody's you, Roundup? Yeah. No, I don't have anything else. Do you? All right, let's round up. All right, who Woody's Roundup. is your favorite character? Dude, this was so hard. It really was because because they the main characters are put in the so forefront, so far ahead, uh-huh. and everyone that you consider is just like not important at all. And if they're kind of important, then they're too important. Yeah. <laughs> so I went with Needleman and Smitty. Is that the weird like? Oh, they're so awesome. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh no, sorry. That's that is who is my favorite. I love the the awkward bumbling yeah <laughs> interns that are like Mr. Sullivan. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's, I love it. All right, cool. So I I chose one that I had never really even noticed before watching it this time, but something about his performance of this one kind of made me laugh a few times. And the very first thing I literally, because what I do is when I watch the movies, I'll just like type random notes and then I'll just yeah. kind of go back through. And so I know this is cheesy, but the first thing that kind of brought him to me was, oh, I didn't even say who it was, Jeffrey Fungus, who is the red guy that helps Randall out. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> and so the first yeah. thing that that kind of brought me to him was his actually his glasses. I wear glasses, and so seeing his three, three rimmed glasses, gla- or like his three glass glasses, Six eyes. <laughs> 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 and so that kind of put me on to him. And, and so watching him, and then just his reactions to Randall being awful and him actually not being that awful, it kind of made me laugh. And then when his lips kind of got big in that one scene, but then he actually gets redemption in the end. I don't know if you noticed, yeah, but he's he, one of the funny. He, He's one of the funny guys, and so he's one of the ones that goes through. One thing I noticed about him, it's funny that it's that's your favorite, is when Randall was not quite scoring as well as Sully at the very beginning, he was maybe I need to check the scream intake valve. And then when the scream extractor is not working, he goes, I think we need to do something with the scream intake valve. (laughs) (laughs) He needs to figure out how to work a scream intake valve (laughs) because he does not know how it works, apparently. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Who's your least favorite character? I put Celia. Oh, Randall. okay. Just kind of, she That's was interesting. to me. She was, I think because, and this is going to be weird, but I like Mike and Sully so much to think of Mike and Celia is just kind of <laughs> weird. That is funny. Um, her voice was annoying. The snakes are funny at times, but I think the funniest part about Celia is when she has to wear the cone and each of the snakes also, also have cones. Also has a cone. That is very <laughs> but funny. Just, just, there are so many likable characters and so many good background characters that I it was hard to pick a favorite but it was also kind of hard for me to pick a least favorite yeah it, it was it I get that Celia I kind of actually understand as much as she is annoying I understand her sure. perspective like that was her birthday and she spent it like 
ditched by her very serious boyfriend and then had to deal with whatever interrogation she had. So that sucks for her. <laughs> but my least favorite is Roz. Okay. Yeah. The I thought about. I'm watching you, Wazowski. You need to watching. start texting me like characters you want me to get sound bites for because I get them for all of my people. But <laughs> and so, go ahead. So I, I my issue with her goes back to the conspiracy thing because like she knows about it and she's like the she's like one of the most important people in the CDA. So like I don't understand and I don't like the whole conspiracy and I don't like that she's like involved. And so I I think that they need to be honest with the with their fellow monsters and that she's the the face of those lies. So I thought about Roz too, but if you listen to our interview podcast last week with Sherry, she mentioned that her two-year-old, that's her, one of her favorite things from monsters or one of his favorite things from Monsters. And so just imagining uh, Finn saying always watching kind of makes me laugh. And so maybe not, but her is the bottom. (laughs) Any other like residual characters? George Sanderson. Poor guy. I oh. thought about putting him somewhere, but oh man, dude, I feel so bad. <laughs> the twenty three nineteens of it all, and and so yeah, twenty three nineteen. And so have it. Yeah, he's definitely a character that that I think deserved mentioning. Yeah, I I like Water Noose, Honestly, I mean he's evil, but like he's, he's a pretty good villain. Too. He's a pretty good villain. <laughs> you don't get to see him be as scary as he probably could because he is a terrifying yeah. design of, of a monster <laughs> right and then the bottom of snowman was funny he the the whole yellow snow the lemon and his friend the, the bigfoot his friend bigfoot <laughs> i love i do love that bit banished of all, monsters. Of, all of the real life monsters that we quote unquote real life monsters that we like loch ness monster and, and what do you mean quote unquote <laughs> they're real zachary <laughs> zachary and bigfoot You're having a little bit too much fun, Never. Uh, and so yeah. But that 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 is that is pretty funny, and so I think that's all of the characters that that kind of stuck out to me. Moving on to twenty two, let's do it. Let's moving on to or thirty three or whatever. No, twenty two today. I think I wrote a lot. <laughs> I <laughs> just see in that. case we just in case we. Had it is an honor having you prepare twenty two for. I'm gonna make you wish you never died. <laughs> all right, I'll let you start. Go for it, man. Mine are a little bit lower on the totem pole this week even as we've been talking i thought of another one but i didn't write it down now i can't remember it anyways i have already have three i don't have to do the third one i just well, had let's let's, in case let's feel it play. out we may get there and need it let's start things off i i hate the cda i want to say that to start but what kind of detectives do they have working at the cda like what is going on in their headquarters because they go on a like citywide manhunt trying to find this child and they are freaking out and I have to assume that all of the employees are under the impression that this child is toxic. And so they are very seriously trying to find it to save lives. And in the middle of all of this, there is this electrical abnormality going on. And a, <laughs> and a helicopter it. notices it. And then the whole city has a blackout starting <laughs> at that electrical <laughs> abnormality that one helicopter noticed. And no one followed up. No one checked in. No one thought to knock on the door and say, hey, why did your lights blink? Like, if there's a child loose, maybe there's going to be some electrical issues because they create power. Like, you would think that somebody would have followed up, but they never did, ever. It's That's ridiculous to me. 
That's that's all I have to say about that. It's not. It's not. <laughs> not it's a question. Just a not a, it's just I'm a, just like who's I'm aggravated. <laughs> I'm irate. All right, so I have the start. I I don't want to get into it because it's going to involve like four other movies, and I don't really want to parse it all out here. But this is a start of another location theory on okay. my part. Location theory, I like it. So when they're doing, they're getting ready to start the 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 floor, the scare floor scene. They they show where they're going. Like it's kind of like the eastern north, seaboard, the eastern seaboard, that kind of thing. And so that gives us a kind of location for where Boo is, at the very least. Right. But also, if you're watching closely, Randall pulls down one of his little things. One of his to, is and, Andy's and room. One of his is Andy's room. Right. And so, in theory, Andy lives there, too. Now, another thing that that kind of takes it even a step farther, the the monster that is, like, blue and puts in the big teeth. Yes. So, one of the doors he goes into... There is a poster that is the exact same poster that Sid I've heard has this one. I did hear this. his room as well. Meaning that it could be Sid's house. It could be Sid's house, which I'm thinking that it probably is. That's the, that's the, the theory part. The one of it. that I, I heard kind of similar to that was that it's his sister because it's a girl who also oh, is it, is it yeah said so she almost touched me. Oh, that's, like, she is that the same room? Six. But they say that it's probably Sid's sister, which would make sense because why would she be scared of anything right. if you have Sid as a brother? <laughs> right. So, I don't know. That's from her. That's, I can't remember her name right now. Uh, Sid's sister? Yeah. Not Molly. It's I don't remember. I looked, at, I looked it up when I was trying to find uh, that Anyway, sound. it doesn't matter. That's not this movie. But yeah, but, that's, that's so, so those so three are things they? are there. So that, that begs the question of the move... That Andy's mom did in the first movie, that Andy's family did in the first, it must not have been that far. If all of those things can be true. Yeah. And so, I don't know if you have se- seen the, the rumors in Toy Story 3. There's a kid that's playing in the, is it the Caterpillar? Which one's the better one? The Caterpillar? No, the Butterfly Room. It's playing in the Butterfly Room that's all calm and everything in Toy Story 3. And there's a, a kid that's playing with like a blue monster type looking thing. It doesn't look like Sully, but she says the word kitty. Oh. And so, in theory, that means that Andy and Boo live somewhat close together as yeah, well. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and so that's really all I've got so far. I'm going to take it a step farther once we get to Toy Story 3, because right. I have kind of a connecting thing. So you, just remember that I think that, they're all in the that same Boo, Andy, and Sid all live semi-close together still. Because there's even the thing... And on the eastern seaboard. Yes. And so I'll... That's all we're going to go I'll with. I'll crunch it okay. down even more next... next in, well, not all next, right. but in Toy Story 3. Mine's... My next one... Do you have another one that you want to go with? I do, but I, it's more of a question theory okay. type so, thing. So go ahead. Mine, my next one is kind of... Uh, it's a conspiracy theory. It is. It, it goes with the conspiracy of. The, it's not actually like a conspiracy theory. It's 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 with the conspiracy overall. I think it's a question like why was Waternoose being arrested? Because I, I and I think the reason that Waternoose was being arrested was for his potential to unravel the conspiracy that children aren't toxic, not for kidnapping children. So. The CDA is not only are they okay with scaring kids, like, like just they know that they're harmless and they are intentionally getting all of their power by scaring children. They know this and they continue the, the lie that kids are toxic 
presumably only for the reason that it would make everybody okay with the fact that people are scaring them. And in fact, more than just okay, but like it's heroic that they're going in there, putting their lives mm-hmm. on the line to get this energy. If you realize that kids are not toxic and they're actually innocent and they're just children, they don't deserve to be scared every night, that then then how do you get your power? And so that's the the question is the CDA doesn't want everyone to know that kids aren't toxic. They go to great lengths to make sure that that happens. And so I think that what Water News was trying to do, Ross at the end says that they've been investigating him for a long time. I think that what they were, what he was trying to do was created a much higher potential for people to realize that kids aren't toxic. And so the CDA wanted to shut him down before it happened. If you're kidnapping kids, it's not that much worse than being somebody who constantly torments them. So if you're kidnapping kids, it's not morally that much worse, but if you are, if you are someone who is kidnapping them, you're going to be in close contact with them. You're going to be prolonged exposure and you're much more likely to come into physical contact with them and realize, Oh, this is not toxic. And so more people would realize it. So I think that that's why water news was being investigated because the CDA didn't want people to uncover their lie. Hmm. You I just hate the really CDA. don't like the CDA. I hate the CDA. I hate it's all that you just said. I hate the government. <laughs> <laughs> so my next one is really just kind of it actually goes off of Pixar theory. Have you do you know kind of the boo aspect of the Pixar theory where it's yes, thought that I she's do. kind of like the crux of the whole entire yeah, thing? Yeah, everything uh, centers <laughs> around her Monsters Inc. and Brave. Yeah. Do you buy into that at all? Sure. Why not? The, that's the, fun. The boo aspect of it. That's fun. So you, you I, it's think probably that it's the part. The, it's probably the part that that and like cars are the parts that I buy into the least. Yeah. But like to some extent, the the like transportation between doors is happening. Like yeah. it's definitely happening. And then the witch from Brave Trying does the same thing. And so type thing, yeah. cl- clearly something there's something going on there. And this seems like the best way to explain it. So sure. why not believe it? Sure. I, I buy it. I saw a video yesterday, and I don't know that I buy into it, but it's I guess it's just kind of questions around Boo and the Pixar theory is kind of my second thing. But potentially that even 22 is Boo. Is Boo. Yeah, I've heard that. And so... I don't I, buy that because I don't of the know different the, video I watched, but... And so, like, it's all... Like I said, there was not, not a whole lot to it, but I, I just wanted to talk out the Boo side of yeah. the craziness of, of everything, so... I have two more things. <laughs> Sorry. The first one goes with what I said, which is just a question to throw out in the air. Is what happens to the CDA when they transition to laughs? Hmm. Do they still exist? Do they still try not to know. touch kids? Because they should realize that they're kind of yeah. good when they're just right. getting laughter. Yeah. yeah, that's a good question. Moving on from that, <clears throat> I remembered the one I didn't write down. <laughs> Remember me? Um, they <laughs> just kidding. Have you ever heard the theories of like or the questions or watched any videos about like who was different characters in the Pixar movies monster? Have you ever watched any videos like that? Uh, no, I haven't. The one that I, sticks out to me is Riley. Okay. Riley's monster. I think that I watched a video on it, and here is my general, just like my conspiracy theory. It is that at whatever time it is that Riley is being scared, it is after the transition to funny, and that mis- and that Bing Bong is her monster, and that he's like funny. He just comes in and tells her jokes, and then she carries on this imaginary memory of her funny friend you can't who see came... me people but i'm giving josh the biggest side eye that <laughs> <laughs> you don't like it come on man she has this imaginary friend that looks like all of the other monsters and it's just a funny happy-go-lucky thing and then 
monsters also at this point they're scared they're not scared anymore they're laughing like what if every night she has bing bong comes through her closet and just tells her jokes every night makes her laugh and then leaves like that would that you okay stop giving me that eye <laughs> bruh <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. All right, let's move on to our last uh, that was segment. A hot take. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, go into our core memories. But the really important ones are over here. I don't want to get too technical, but these are called core memories. <laughs> all right, so who's your friend who likes to play? <laughs> <laughs> don't even. <laughs> What's your core memory? It's it's the ending door scene. It. It's just so good, and it's not even really close. the The roller coaster aspect of of going from door to door, and and just how that's how they get all of the doors of the world into the scare floors and all that kind of stuff is just it's honestly just so beautiful and so spectacular. And the funniness of going into the France, the the mm-hmm. the 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 island the different the different things like that kind of just juxtaposing that with the the craziness of the the chase scene or whatever and so that that for me stands out above the rest yeah that's a good one dude it's really good it's not actually my favorite one but it was high up there yeah one thing on that is kind of like where do they have the space for that the the <laughs> monsters inc isn't that big like yeah. where do they fit all of those doors is it like underground or something <laughs> i don't know i kind of wonder about that sometimes sometimes you're full of questions today I, this movie <laughs> left me wondering a lot of things. My favorite memory, my core memory, excuse me, was the night that they had Boo in their apartment before the power goes out, like leading up to when the, er, yeah, like leading up to when the power goes out. Because I think it's like a different scene yeah. after that. But the whole, she's running around and like is playing around. Having fun, And yeah. they're, they're terrified of her. <laughs> Mike has the oven mitts on his feet, hands, and antenna, and he's wearing a goggle and uh-huh. spraying disinfectant everywhere. That's yeah. so funny to me. And 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 all the while, Boo's just being a kid, like just like, oh, let me go grab the DVD from the bottom of the stack, <laughs> and then playing with a toy, and then gets upset. Oh, I love it. It's so yeah, funny. There's so many funny moments too. in that that I just love to watch. For that. sure. So yeah, those are our core memories. Any. And that's kind of it. Any, any extra piece that that we haven't? I don't think. I think about? that's all that I have to say. Other than the fact that Bing Bong is Riley's no, no, monster. No, we're, we're not. No, no, we're maybe, not in agreement maybe, on no, that. Unfortunately, no, no, no. we're not. All right. So I, I know I said I was going to be done with video game things last week because I didn't remember but Monsters Inc. But I remembered something. So a couple of years ago, there was a thing called Disney Infinity. Did you ever hear about that? Yeah. It looked like it was going to be the coolest thing ever. It wasn't. It wasn't. But I, I, I never uh, Sully it, but was one cool. of the one of the main characters in that that you got with like the base set or whatever. And so I just remember walking around as Sully doing really nothing, but because that was the game was just to walk around as your favorite. <laughs> wow, that is <laughs> favorite. Lame. And so that that and I know I played through the Kingdom Hearts games. Have you ever yep. heard or played through yep. those? He, he's in three. I've not got to three yet, and so I've not played in the okay. Monsters Inc. world. But I know that Sora, the main character of that, actually gets to turn into like a monster-looking mm. uh, character. Too, so there's so. still some video games that yeah, yeah, they definitely are, are still connected to that in our video game wrap-up. No, that's I don't know why that that <laughs> seems to be the thing. I don't think there's an emo video game, but I say that. And so let's see any any other pieces. I think that's it. Zach, where can they find us? on social yes they can find us on facebook twitter and instagram we were so lucky to get the same handle for all three at lamp stomp it's pretty easy yeah man um pretty easy to do that they can also email us where can they email us 
lampstomp at gmail.com. Yeah, we got that one too. So, yeah. so yeah, if you want to, to join in on the conversation at all, please do so. We would love to hear from you. And if you are so kind, you can go to Apple uh, Podcasts or any other podcast uh, feeds that allow you to give us a grade and give us a five-star rating, please. Give us a review. Yeah, <laughs> let us know what you think. Yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, and amazing. we would love uh, to, to hear from you, preferably a four or five-star. If you don't like us that much and you would put a one-star, just talk to us and tell us how we can be better instead of giving us that review because that would be help mean. us. Uh, yeah, that would be really rude and mean and not very nice. But we would love for you to go and review us. Please do that. Josh, anything else? Like I said, join us next week while we break down Finding Nemo. Ooh, no, Nemo. not next week. Excuse me. Next time. Yeah, they're next, next week. Our next next time podcast. when we talk about Finding Nemo. I'm excited to talk about Nemo. All right. We'll see you guys then. All right.